Hey everyone, so recently I decided to do a thing. After nearly three years and two and a half million downloads, I changed the name of the show from Journey to Manifesting to the Sarah Prout Podcast. Everything is still the same, just with a different name, so I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Journey to Manifesting podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Prout. I'm an author, a motivational speaker, a mother of four, and the co-founder of the Manifesting Academy. Each week, I'll bring you a brand new dose of inspiration that will motivate you to create the life of your wildest dreams. So if you're ready to begin your journey to manifesting, let's get started. Welcome back to the Journey to Manifesting podcast. I am so glad you're here with me today because I'm going to be diving into a topic that I don't usually talk about. It's a little bit woo-woo. It's a little bit out there. It's a little bit wackadoodle if I had to put a label on it. It is the topic and the theme of twin flames. Now, if you don't know what this topic is or what the subject of twin flames is all about, then I'll give you a brief introduction to it. And I would also love to preframe this podcast by saying that anything that you have previously heard about twin flames or soulmates or powerful romantic connections, I want you to leave those beliefs behind you and consider trying on a new perspective because my take and my twist on the phenomenon known as twin flames might be radically different from what you've heard in the past. So before I express everything you need to know about twin flames from my own experience and my own perspective, I would love for you to set the intention to have an open heart and an open mind with me as we explore this together. So the concept of twin flames is becoming more common to encounter because of social media and people are setting really powerful intentions to live in fully conscious relationships that are filled with divine, rare, true, and soulful love. So what is a twin flame, you might be asking? Well, a twin flame is a single soul. This is, this is the concept as it's been expressed in different forums online and in books and many metaphysical spiritual teachers talk about this phenomenon known as twin flames or twin souls. So a twin flame is when a single soul that was split in two at the beginning of eternity then reunites and the twin soul unites in a lifetime for the completion of oneness and there is usually a greater mission attached to the purpose of the connection re-sparking and coming again, coming together again in this physical reality. It's a truly beautiful concept, but one that leaves so many people puzzled and confused because there are literally thousands of twin flame couples out there that experience things very differently. And I get so many questions inside my manifesting academy. I get sent them to my team. I get questions on social media all the time. Questions such as, does everyone have a twin flame? Why does my twin flame not love me back? How can I find my twin flame? How can I tell my husband or wife that I think I've found my twin flame? That's a really common one, believe it or not. And where is the other half of my soul? And then the most important one, what are the signs of being a twin flame? 
So throughout the ages, there have been musings of the phenomena known as either twin flames or twin souls. Plato referred to it in the famous work called Symposium. The beautiful Sufi poet Rumi wrote about it, and so many creatives, musicians, artists have used it as inspiration since the dawn of time. There are many movies that relate to this concept as well, even the Shakespearean play Romeo and Juliet. There are so many. Uh, Neo and Trinity and the Matrix were supposed twin flames, this beautiful masculine and feminine balance. And so this is why it's really important to remember that the concept of twin flames is a ridiculously complicated subject. No one knows for sure what the definition is, you know, like how it works, what's the perfect balance of masculine and feminine energy, like it's putting together the ingredients to make the perfect cake, because nobody knows. It's a multi-layered, multi-dimensional, endless spiritual uh, com- complexity, you know, it's like the, a tangled rainbow slinky, you know, it, it challenges you along the way. And so often people get really caught up in the label of twin flame, like it's the ideal relationship to strive for, that there's this missing part of them. And what I want to tell you and remind you and invite you to do is to see the relationship beyond the label, beyond the label of soulmate, beyond the label of meant to be together. And just look at whatever shows up in your reality as an invitation for your consciousness to expand and for your soul to grow. So for me, (laughs) I uh, found out about this concept very inadvertently. So I had been separated from my first husband for about six months. I was living on my own and I rekindled this relationship this kind of, well, it was really a friendship. It wasn't a relationship. It was a friendship with this guy that I had met on the other side of the world on Twitter. And he lived in Hollywood and I was living in Noosa, Australia at the time. And after I was single for a while, so after that six-month period, it was like a light switch went on and we fell in love before we had even met each other or spoken on the phone. I had only ever heard his voice on Facebook video or something like that because we took our conversation from Twitter to Facebook and then email. And then we decided after we both acknowledged that we had these strong feelings for each other that he should fly from Hollywood to Australia to meet me for an 11-day blind date. Now, he had no money. And remember, if you're familiar with my story, I was living on welfare as a single mother. And so me inviting this stranger to stay in a home with my kids wasn't the smartest thing that I could have done, but I really followed my intuition. I knew that I knew this guy. I had known him. I I needed to explore this as a possibility because I had such strong feelings. It was like this vortex opened up and I just, I remembered who he was. And then I remembered that I'd been having dreams about him for my whole life. When I was married to my first husband, I would dream of this guy and his energy and he'd give me a hug in my dream. And in the morning, I'd wake up and I'd miss him. I'd miss that connection. And I had no idea what the concept of being a a twin flame was. I had no idea. But when Sean, my now husband and soulmate for the sake of simplicity (laughs) or twin flame, if you want to put it that way as well, we 
didn't know what a twin flame was until after we had spent that 11 days together and had experienced some symptoms. <laughs> it's almost looking up on like WebMD for like symptom checker. Have you got these symptoms? And I'll go through some of the common twin flame signs in order to verify the union. But here's the thing as well. Remember people that true believers don't seek the proof. We don't need it. We just know and we carry it out. With my marriage to Sean now, and we've been together for eight years, over eight years, and we have been married for nearly five, and we have two beautiful girls together, and we're raising my four children together. We don't stick to the twin flame label. We don't do it. And there's a reason for that, because you can get too heady. You can get too mental about it. You can get so bound by the definition that you forget that any relationship is an opportunity to grow and expand and it changes and it morphs. So there are so many signs associated with being a twin flame. Uh, one is that sometimes the twin flames are on opposite ends of the planet. I've, I've known so many other couples as well that have been through this. I mean, this is how we found out about the concept of twin flames because we had other people stepping forward and saying, hey, are you twin flames? Because this happened, this happened, this happened, and we'd never heard of it before. And we had both operated and worked in spirituality industries, law of attraction, personal development. We had both worked in that. Not once had we come across this phenomenon known as twin flames. So Sean and I lived on opposite ends of the planet. We met on Twitter. Twin flames usually meet in weird or unconventional ways. I was still married to somebody else at the time that we had connected or we fell in love, but Sean and I actually created or had our friendship a year beforehand and it was purely platonic. Platonic? Platonic? <laughs> it was purely platonic. <laughs> I can't forget it right now. Okay, bloopers. <laughs> it was purely platonic. I didn't open up that brainware or that space in my heart to welcome him, him in. So I had already known him for about a year online just as friends. And so as my marriage was blowing up and, you know, shit was hitting the fan because I'd had an affair and, you know, the complicated story for another day. <laughs> but Sean was there for me and it was purely friendship purely friendship. And that switch didn't flip on until I had separated legally from my first husband. So it was a very unconventional way of meeting someone. And then I watched this video of Sean and because he was auditioning for Glee, the TV show. Do you guys remember that? It's like that bunch of high school kids. Then it's kind of like a TV show musical. So he was auditioning for Glee and he needed to get uh, as many votes as possible. And because I had quite a large social media following, he asked me to share this video of him singing a song. And I watched this video and I cried. Like the tears of recognition just kind of happened. It's like, hey, I know this guy. I am. It was like my soul was opened by witnessing this video. And not only that, hearing him sing. It was his beautiful voice and his presence. There was like a switch. Like I keep on saying it was like a switch had flipped on and all of a sudden something new developed. And so when he flew out for that 11 days and I met him at the airport and I held his hand, I kept on saying, 
it's you, it's you, it's you, you know, like it was like a, it was this reconnection, this remembrance of who he was. And then on the day that we met, and I lived by the ocean in this place called Noosa on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. It's this beautiful paradise that I miss. <laughs> I miss it now because <laughs> I live in the desert in Las Vegas. But as we were driving home from the airport, there was this magnificent rainbow arched over the road from the road. And we were on a cliff winding our way back to my little apartment where I lived with my two kids. There was this beautiful rainbow. And... It was such a a powerful, almost like gift. And we knew it, even though we didn't know what twin flames were or that the rainbow was a sign of alignment. We felt so connected to that being a sign that the universe was happy that we were together. And now, if you're following me this far, then I'm really, (laughs) really happy to hear it because I know that this is a little bit woo-woo and I only really take this information into like the the privacy of my manifesting academy students inside my soul tribe but what i will say is that if you've ever heard of people connecting to spirit guides that give them or guide them messages then Sean and I during that 11 days were given a very specific mission and purpose even though we had no idea how we would be together i mean Sean was living in America and i was living in Australia how would our worlds come together but we knew that we had this mission and this purpose. And we were constantly seeing the number 111, this sign of alignment. We were constantly seeing it. Now, this is, the, oh my God, this is like the twilight zone. But I've been seeing the number 111 since I was a little kid. My birthday is on the 1st of November. So in Australia, we write the dates backwards from the way that it's written in the States. So my birthday in Australia was 1 slash 11, 111. So I've seen an opposite here, obviously in America, it's 11 slash 1. So 111 has been my sign of alignment since uh, since I was born. So, I, But I kept on seeing it leading up to the time that Sean was there. And this number kept on following us around. And during the 11 days that Sean had flown from Hollywood to have his 11-day blind date with me, I had to fly to Melbourne, which is another state in Australia, to help promote my first book, which was all about social media. I don't talk about it much now, but it was called The Power of Influence. And it was published by a company called Wiley, who are the second largest business publisher in the world. They published the For Dummies range. And during this time, I had manifested myself a book deal called The Power of Influence, The Easy Way to Make Money Online. But what was really funny about that is the fact that I didn't have any money. I actually manifested that book deal before I left my marriage. And so here I was living on welfare, doing some social media coaching on the side with this book that was being presented out there to the world to support entrepreneurs to create a sense of authenticity online. And this was before Instagram and Pinterest. So it was really focused on Facebook and LinkedIn and what was the other one? Twitter, of course, Twitter, because I had 20,000 followers. And this was in the day before social media hit the mainstream news. So you know how you would see like Twitter updates on the bottom lower thirds of the news? This was in the day before they used to do that and and the media were engaging in social media. So this, this company, this publishing company were curious how I did that. So I manifested the book deal. 
So the publishing company was flying me down to Melbourne to speak in an event that would support their, uh, their corporate staff of Wiley. So I was going to be talking about uh, how to connect authentically with followers and fans and grow organically. And here's the thing. They put us up in a hotel. So this 11 days with Sean, I don't have any money. So I manifested this experience of being flown down to Melbourne with my new boyfriend and all expenses paid to stay in a hotel in Melbourne, somewhere that I'd never stayed before. But here was the address, 111 Spring Street. 111 Spring Street. So again, it was that sign of alignment. It was that sign of alignment that Sean and I were supposed to be together that we were told by our spirit guides, yes, venturing into the world of woo-woo again, that 111 would signify that sign of alignment and to pay attention. And so I was at the speaking gig out in the countryside in Melbourne. It was a two-hour taxi ride from the city. And we had to wait after the event to get the taxi to go back to the city. And we're standing out there. It was at this beautiful golf course that was surrounded by gum trees and you could hear birds and it was just beautiful nature, beautiful nature. And then this taxi drives up to the valet area of the place where the event was held and it was taxi cab number, you guessed it, 111, <laughs> which is crazy. Like here we are in the middle of virtually nowhere and out of a complete fleet of taxis, of taxi cabs, we had 111. And again, we're like, oh my God, this is like a, another sign of alignment. And we, we still get shocked by this stuff, even, you know, when we see it on a license plate or a you know, like a dinner bill is $111, you know, like it's, it's that beautiful reminder that we are part of a bigger picture. So the, the twin flame signs of alignment, whether it's 1111 or whatever it is, again, the thing to do is not to attach to the meaning and just have fun with it. That it is just that, that beautiful, uh, that beautiful way life shows up. It's, it's just, it's an incredible journey if you allow it to happen. So the, another sign was the joy that we experienced together. And then the opposite side of that is that emotional shit can hit the fan big time. So there are all of these like um, coincidences between our lives. For instance, our grandparents had similar paths and experiences, names and birth years and professions. Our sister's birthdays are one day apart. We're both left-handed. We're both Scorpios. Uh, Sean was born at 1101, <laughs> you know, like the, there were all of these coincidences. But with this beautiful union, there's also a dark side to it as well. When you are faced with your mirror, your, your soul's mirror, your soul's reflection, it can be confronting and you might want to push that as far away as you possibly can. And that is why so many twin flame reunions fall away. They just dissipate because they serve the purpose that they're supposed to at that point in time and then they don't make it the distance. Because sometimes relationships, no matter whether it's a twin flame relationship, a soulmate relationship, it is not meant to exist for that long. Like any relationship, you get what you need to grow and then you move on to how you can be of service. And so the twin flame union is not for the faint-hearted, that's for sure. 
And so after this magical 11 days of Sean and I being together, we started to experience doubt, fear, and anxiety. And Sean flew back to America. And then he met this couple who were twin flames and he had expressed all of these things that we experienced. And these people said, oh my gosh, you're twin flames. So we started to explore this rabbit hole of all of the different ways that twin flame relationships show up. And we started meeting all of these different twin flame couples that were drawn into kind of our vortex. So it's just such an interesting journey. But here's the thing that I want to remind you guys. If I had known what a twin flame was before I manifested Sean, I would have been searching for it and I would have been convincing myself that other people were my twin even when they weren't. Now, this is when the real danger happens, when you get so far in your head and into that mental process that you're not leading with your intuition. You're leading with the lack of something and the, the, the fearless and fierce, it's almost aggressive desire to manifest something that is creating so much resistance that it actually keeps it away. So this is where the danger lies in convincing ourselves that the label should stick And this can be extremely damaging, especially if the person that perhaps you're fixating on doesn't believe that they're your twin flame. So Sean and I know many twin flames that we're blessed enough now to call our dear friends. Some are together, some are together and they're in soulful partnerships. Others have gone their separate ways. And the twin flame union is intense to say the very least. When we were at the valet pickup at the Luxor Hotel uh, when we got married in Las Vegas a few years ago, the guy actually looked at us and said, are you guys twin flames? And we laughed and we told him our story and we loved the fact that that energy is so recognizable. (laughs) And we said, yes, we're twin flames, but we're not bound by our love. But we are, here's the thing. Okay, so I'm getting tongue-tied here because I really, really want you guys to understand this. Yes, Sean and I are twin flames, but we are bound far more by our love, our commitment, our joy, and our compatibility. We're bound much more by this than by the label. So if you experience this with your partner or you're setting an intention to draw in that type of relationship, make those the pillars for the relationship to work out. And I'm going to say them again. So grab a piece of paper. Love, commitment, joy, and compatibility. Okay? And passion. Passion as well. Like there, there needs to be that spark, that intimacy, that physical connection and attraction. It needs to be there in order to have all of the pillars balanced to have a harmonious relationship. So... Like I said, this is really unraveling that rainbow slinky and taking you down quite the rabbit hole. So I'd like to conclude today's episode with some rapid fire questions to give you everything you need to know about twin flames. These are the most commonly and frequently asked questions that I get that uh, will help you to navigate if you feel like you've found your twin flame, if you have just heard about this concept, uh, Perhaps you've kind of tuned out now because this is a little bit too woo-woo and I totally get it. Like I said, this stuff I really only reserve for my inner people, my inner circle people, and I don't dive into it too much. I want to give you that grounded perspective beyond the label.
beyond the label, okay? So here are the rapid fire questions. Question, does everyone have a twin flame? And my answer to that is maybe. No one really knows. It's a nice belief to hold that maybe you do have a soulful counterpart out there somewhere, but for other people, it's not important. It's not required learning, okay? Question, why does my twin flame not love me back? Okay, so my answer is because you're not in alignment right now or you might not be twins. Perhaps it's not your destiny this lifetime to be together. And I know that might be painful to hear. However, just remember that you are always together in the spirit realm and it is indeed a sacred contract that you can break if you wish. You are your own person. I'm going to say that again. You are your own unique soul. You are your own unique person. Okay, so to play in the realm beyond labels, you must remember that. Question, how can I find my twin flame? So the the answer to that is that you can set the intention and maybe they'll show up when you least expect them to. The key here is to stop obsessing about it as well. Sometimes one twin is kept in the non-physical realm to do their part of the spiritual work. So your twin flame might literally be like a, an angel worker, a light worker in the non-crystallized realm, as I, as I call it. And so try talking to them in your meditations to get that deeper spiritual understanding. This could also help to draw them into your life or something better, someone better, because twin flame relationships aren't for any, everybody. It could be uh, a soulmate that really lights your soul on fire. So helping with that meditative process could be to draw them into your life. And remember that the physical world is just a mere echo of what is unfolding in the spiritual dimension first. Okay. Question, how do I tell my husband or wife that I think I found my twin flame? Believe it or not, I get this question a lot. Okay. So if you're planning on telling your husband or wife that you think you found your twin flame, don't. Just don't. Be kind and dismantle the relationship before you seek a relationship with another. You'll regret it. If you do that, you'll regret it. You create pain. So if you're looking elsewhere for a relationship, then examine the relationship that you do have right now and look at the spiritual avenues that you can explore to heal that first. That's a, that's a big theme. <laughs> but heal yourself first before you go seeking another Question, can someone think that they've found their twin flame only to discover it was a false alarm? Absolutely. This is why you should gauge it by spending time together first. Then, And keep this in mind, and I really want you to pay attention here. There are some very manipulative people out there that know how to use the lingo and will throw the concept around if a twin flame and using that, that word and those two words or that theme might make you feel special. So for instance, my mother once dated a guy who was addicted to online dating and he told at least five other ladies that he was their twin flame. This is a dirty, dirty trick to pull. But some people know where to slug the spiritually trusting people in the guts. Have your bullshit detector switch to the on position at all times. Your intuitive faculties will lead the way. Listen to your heart and trust your gut. If it feels good, if it feels joyful, if it feels loving and, and inspired and passionate, 
then go for it. It doesn't have to have the pretty bow of twin flame or soulmate. Just love people. That's all that matters. Look beyond the labels. Okay, the next question is, do I have to be in a romantic relationship with my twin flame if and when I find them? The answer to that is no, you don't. In the beginning, you will feel this intense attraction. But as the fierce nature of the flame tests you, you might feel the need to go separate ways. Twin flames are a powerful force and some people can't take the heat and they skip it this lifetime. You know, like like if you're listening to a CD and you don't like that particular track and you say, skip it, I don't want to listen to this this time, might be the same with your twin flame as well. Sometimes your soul, your higher self knows what you need and what you need to avoid this lifetime. It's a really steep learning curve, just like any relationship. And it will make your soul grow in so many wondrous ways, but you have to put your hand up to do the work. Question, is my twin flame really the other half of my soul? And if so, how is the best way I can be open to drawing them into my reality? Yes, your twin is your balancing energy. The trick is that you need to be the best version of yourself first for the other half to come and complete you. You, In fact, you you don't even need to be completed. You are complete. It's a complementary element. I'll say that again. A twin flame energy, a soulmate, the perfect partner, whoever it is that's in your reality, even if you deem them not spiritual or they're not the perfect partner for you, they are perfect for you. They're complementary for what your soul needs right now at this point in time. You are not broken or incomplete without your twin. They are the energy booster that will make everything in your life more vibrant and amazing. Okay, it's the the love that you give that will be the love that you receive. So often this is overlooked. Soulmates are awesome too and much and a much easier path to take in life than the fast paced soul expanding super force of the twin flame union. So there are so many things that you can do in order to dive in deep with this concept, but it's really important, just like I said, right at the beginning to not get too heady about this, to move out of your head and into your heart and follow your intuition. And like anything in life, don't take it so seriously. It's not do or die. It's not make or break. It doesn't define you as a person, whether you believe in twin flames whether you don't, any more than if you crack open a fortune cookie and you believe that you're going to manifest the lottery. Remember, you are in control of your own energy guidance, emotional management, and the universe is helping to co-conspire so that life can flow through you, so that you are a conduit for exciting and uplifting and inspiring opportunities and adventures and experiences. And as long as your heart is open, then the people that you will draw into your reality will give you the perfect lesson that your soul needs for that point in time. This works for good and bad. But in time, especially with hindsight being 2020, you can usually look back and see that there was purpose for the pain, the upset, the joy, the, the excitement, the the passion, whatever it is that shows up, remember that we are these incredible sentient beings that manifest our reality based on how we guide our emotions, which is why it's so important to rise above fear and embrace love and remember your power. So if you've listened to this far in the podcast, 
congratulations, you have now entered into the world of woo-woo. <laughs> a place that I rarely dive in, but because I could see such a huge, huge demand for these questions to be answered, I thought that I would share my story with you today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave me a comment. I would love to hear your own perspective on Twin Flames or if you have any insight that you'd like to share. I read all of the comments and I absolutely love them. I hope this episode today was of value to you. If you liked it, please hit the little star button in iTunes to leave me a a five-star rating, if you would be so kind, and also share this with your friends and your family because the intention of the Journey to Manifesting podcast is to inspire and to uplift as many people as possible. That's it from me for today. Thank you so much for being here with me and (laughs) indulging me while I dive into the world of woo. I love you guys. Thank you so much for helping to create and sustain such a beautiful community around the Journey to Manifesting podcast. Bye for now.